morning, and welcome to Prayers for Your Day. This is Danita, and today is Wednesday, August the 18th, 2021. As always, I give thanks to God for you, for what he is doing in your life and in the lives of your loved ones, the people, places, and things that he has divinely connected you to for such a time as this. If I sound a little weird, it's because I have my retainer in my mouth um, as I'm driving this morning. But nonetheless, I am thankful that we still can pray together. It's always an honor a privilege, um, and just an opportunity to pray with you and for you Monday through Friday between 7 a.m. and 8 a.m. Special shout-out to those, if I've asked you many times, if I miss for whatever reason. And yesterday I just so happened to miss because I had to go to the other side of town and I'm rushing and I got a phone call yesterday morning and I try to be attentive to those and I just believe that's God's way of saying let somebody else pray for you today so I thank you in advance for praying for me I thank you to those who prayed for me on yesterday because as we cover one another not only are we covering each other individually but as a whole we are covering one another collectively And so when you pray for me, when you pray for God to strengthen me, when you pray for God to lead and guide me, and as I pray for God to strengthen you and to lead and guide you, then the people closest to you benefit from those prayers. The people who love you, your children, your spouses, your significant other, others, your job, um, your neighbors, people that you interact with, when I pray for your strength, when I pray for your covering, see, everybody attached to you benefits. When we plead the blood of Jesus over one another, and as you go to different places, and as I go to different places, because the blood is shed on us, even if the enemy is lurking, even if somebody is doing something while we're in that place, because the blood is there. They got to pass by. So that means not only are we covered, but that means everybody that's in that location is covered because we prayed for one another. And I get excited about that. I get excited when um, there's a burden to pray, there's a need to pray, because we have to believe that our prayers have power. We have to believe that our prayers hold weight. With God, we have to believe that when we pray, things change. I will never say it was because of my one single prayer, but I will say that it is because of the power of unity. That when I pray with my brothers and sisters, or that when you wake up at 2.30 in the morning and you're praying, and I'm up at 2.30 in the morning and I'm praying, and see, there is unity with us seeking the Father at that time. There is unity with us asking God's will to be done in the earth as it is in heaven. There is unity. And what does the Bible say? When there is unity, he commands the blessing. Uh, God said to bring him back into remembrance of his word. So when we pray and when we pray the word of God specifically, we are bringing him 
come back into remembrance of his word. And I'm excited about that. I get excited when I have an opportunity to talk about God. I get excited when I have an opportunity to share how good God's been. I get excited when I can look back over my life and think, oh, my God, God, you did that for me? God, you saved me from that? God, even though I was hurting, I can still see your hand. I get excited about that. Why? Because he said that he would never leave us nor forsake us. People will walk out of our lives, y'all, and some of them will never look back. Some of that could be because we brought it on ourselves, and some of that could be because of them. But nonetheless, God said that he would never leave us nor forsake us. So when everybody else walks away, when everybody else counts you out, when everybody else wipes their hands to you, throw their hands up in the air and say, I I can't do nothing else with you. See, God, God says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And that is something that we can hold on to. That is something that we can believe in. That is something that we can have confidence in. And that is the power of God's holy word. Why? Because he reigns forever and ever with all wisdom. (laughs) We don't have to try to figure it out. He has all wisdom. He has all power. That means I don't have to go back and forth with you. God said he would contend with those who contend with me. I don't have to go back and forth with you. Why? Because God has all power and all love. But not just the love that many of us are used to, that conditional love. He has unconditional love, agape love. That's why we're still here today because of his grace, his mercy, his loving kindness. How did he draw us? But by loving kindness and his long suffering. He has suffered long with each and every one of us. If I would say if you if you are alive and you are beyond your teenage years, God has done some long suffering with you. I know he has with me, and he still continues to suffer long with me as he works out my faith with with fear and trembling. That's how. Why? Because the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. No, we're not to fear God like, you know, we can't go to him and express our feelings and and express our thoughts and fear because he said we could boldly come to the throne of grace. God can handle any question, any thought, us being upset with him, us telling him that we hate people. By the way, I've told God before that I hate people. I have. I have. And I have felt that thing so deep in my heart that I had to tell God that I hated certain people so that he could help me through that and that he could cleanse me because I know I can't get to heaven with hate in my heart. Can I be real this morning? I don't even know why I'm going here. But 
I needed to let God know how I hated people for how they treated me, for how they did me. And I felt that thing in the in my core, y'all. And I expressed that to God. And God began to massage my heart. I'm about to tear up. And began to deal with what, what I was holding on to. And can I tell you that no matter what situation you're facing, take it to God. Be real with him. He knows anyway. God knew that I had hate in my heart. That didn't surprise him. It might be surprise it might surprise some of you all to hear me say that, but I'm just being real because I'm trying to help somebody on this morning. I've not always been where I am, and I am not nowhere close to where I need to be. But I am determined that I'm going to get there by any means necessary that I'm going to strive day by day, hour by hour, to be better than I was yesterday. Because I want to hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. When it's all said and done, when I take my last breath, when I close my eyes for the last time, I want to hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. Because God didn't give up on me, and I'm not going to give up on him. And so that means that if, if I'm having a raggedy moment and I'm feeling a certain way, I'm going to take it to God because he's the only one that can fix it. He's the only one that can change man's heart. The Bible says that the king's heart is like channels of living water that God will turn it whichsoever way that he chooses. But we can go to God, we can boldly go to the throne of grace and ask God to give us heart surgery, to ask God to touch someone else's heart and to pray and intercede on that person's behalf. So I wasn't going to go there this morning, but I do want to read to you a scripture. I've been up since 2.30 this morning, y'all, and I probably went back down probably for about 40 minutes. So God has me up in that hour, um, and you know what? It's all right. So in Luke chapter 6, um, this is a scripture that spoke to me this morning. One of those days, verse 12, one of those days Jesus went out to a mountainside to pray and spent the night praying to God. When morning came, he called his disciples to him and chose 12 of them whom he also designated apostles. And then it goes through the list of names. But what struck out to me was that he went out to a mountainside to pray and spent the night praying to God. But when morning came, when morning came, he was able to do 
what God called him to do. He was able to call his disciples to him, and he was able to choose accordingly. Sometimes we have to increase our prayer life in order to make the right choice. Sometimes we have to get away by ourselves. No TV, no no radio, no internet. They didn't have all that back, back then. So when Jesus went out, he really went out with himself and with nature. I'm sure there were sounds, birds flapping their wings, um, you know, crickets, things that happen at night, right? But he went out by himself to pray. He got by himself. Some of us don't like silence. Some of us don't like quiet. And you have to ask yourself, why is that? I can go home and I I can go home and be there by myself and the TV not even be on. Seriously. Because there's a peace in the house and I know that I have God's peace in me. So he went out to a mountainside to pray and spent the night praying to God. That says to me, now I don't know if he went to sleep or not, but he spent the night praying. To me, that says that that was continuous. That entire night he was praying to the Father. It doesn't say what he prayed, but we see the actions from when he came out of prayer. When he came out of prayer, he called his disciples to him, and he chose 12 of them. When he came out, he came out definitively with knowing what he had to do. He had a purpose. He had a charge, and he had to make a choice. Thank you, God. He had a purpose. He had a charge, and he had to make a choice. The Bible says that he chose 12 of them, even the one who betrayed him. <laughs> Woo, thank you, Jesus. Even the one that betrayed him, he chose. Woo, even the one that betrayed him, he chose after prayer. There is something that should happen after prayer. There is something that should happen after you finish being in the presence of God. There are some things that when you spend time with God, that God will guide you. He will instruct you. He will lead you after prayer. So the question becomes, how important is it? How important is that decision you have to make? How important is the choice that you made? In retrospect, if you go back and think about choices that you made, was God a part of it? 
if he wasn't, and you realize, okay, I made a bad choice, will you commit today that moving forward that the choices that you make will involve the father? Isn't it interesting when people do, and and again, this was about a choice. Can, Can you catch this? Thank you, Holy Spirit. Jesus chose. He spent time in prayer, and when he came out, he chose the people that were going to be a part of his life. The most powerful time in his life. He spent time in prayer before that happened. How many of us spend time in prayer before we hook up and start hanging out with people? And then we wonder why we find ourselves with some shady characters. People who don't add to our lives, but take from our lives. Now, mind you, Judas was one of those people that he chose. But that had to happen in order for the word to be fulfilled, in order of the prophetic words of the second Adam in the Old Testament to be fulfilled in the New Testament. So that has to happen. So if you ever, if you're in a situation where you're like, man, you know, I didn't pray about this or I did pray about this and I got married and I thought this person was the one and then it didn't work out, that still doesn't mean that you didn't choose correctly. Because for every person that is in your life, God has a purpose. God has a purpose. He has a purpose in your choice. The key here on this Wednesday, and I know I didn't pray. I was intending to pray, but, you know, sometimes the Holy Spirit will take you ways and and things. So, Anytime I talk, I know that this has got to be for somebody else and for myself. It's always going to be for somebody else and it's for me. But every choice in your life is for a reason. The key to remember is after prayer. Jesus did all of this after prayer. We are at, well, I can't speak for you. I'm going to speak for me. I will be 47 this year, if it be the Lord's will. And God has allowed me to do some things that I never even dreamed of. And I've had some heartache and some heartbreak along the way that sometimes I didn't even realize that it was heartache and heartbreak until I was able to sit in it. You know, to sit in the pain. And that going off by yourself, that spending the night in prayer or spending significant time in prayer, because I'm not going to, some people, you know, some people,
people have a hard time praying 10 minutes. I get it. But as you begin to read the word, as you begin to listen to the word, as you begin to speak the word, as you begin to seek God, he will increase your time with him to the point where uh, it'll be hard to leave his presence. It'll be hard to, to walk out of your prayer closet. It'll be hard to get up off the floor because his presence is so sweet, is so peaceful. And 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 when you really, um, just like in a relationship, when you really get to know God and he gets to know you, the things that he says to you and how he speaks to you and how he instructs you and, and how he just drops things in your spirit that you got to grab your phone and just go to your notes and write it down, your relationship with him will grow stronger. But I want to encourage you on this morning to increase your prayer life about your choices. I know all of us as adults probably make, I don't know, I probably could Google it, thousands of choices a day. And if you um, work in, in, a, in a career or, you know, if, if a career, you're making choices all day long about that, how to move money, you know, what to say to people, you know, um, how to talk, you know, all of those conscious choices subconsciously or uh, consciously, nonetheless, you are making choices. Make your choices after prayer. Make your choices after you've spent time with the Father. Make your choices after you've gotten away and got everybody else out of your ear. Because a lot of times, too, we will make choices with the help of other people. I've never seen so many grown people that want to listen to their to their to their to their mothers. Now, don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with listening to your mother or your father, for that matter. But you've got to know the purpose that God has on your life, because people love you. They will always tell you what they think is best for you. And sometimes, because people will will use you. Can I be real? They will tell you things that benefit them. Be careful of people that you allow to get in your ear. Jesus went away by himself to pray. Then in the morning, he made those choices by himself. Nobody has to deal with your choices but you. Make sure you make the choice after prayer, after you've spent time with the Father. Let him guide you. Let him instruct you. And it will be well. And it is well in Jesus' name. Have an awesome day.